our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Dear Sim and Sonia, the only reason I mastered options trading is because when I first got licensed, no one would trust me because of how I looked. I was young and of course female. Now, I provide market commentary on CNBC Weekly, which is one of the world's largest financial news platforms. Not a dark secret, but to all you girlies in finance, have a wow factor. It will help you overcome any obstacles. Love your stuff and your mission. Been following Girls That Invest since you started. Oh, this is interesting. So this is like definitely not an advice-related money confession or hot take, just more of one that I just want to hear your thoughts on. Firstly, Sonia, do you think that everyone to some degree in finance feels like imposter syndrome? Like, do you think there's anyone that walks in to like CNBC or walks into the Wall Street Journal or just Wall Street in general and goes, I know what I'm doing? Mm. First of all, I'm so proud of you for doing like and a huge congrats. What a great milestone. And I love like moments where you like persevere in your career and your industry and your choice of like sector or what have you. And those sectors are traditionally a little bit more male dominated. And you're like, look what I do now in the year 2023, you know? So first of all, huge congrats. Well done to you. Secondly, do I think that people have imposter syndromes heading into CNBC? I think yes. <laughs> I think yes, because at the end of the day, everyone is human. And like, even when you see like really big actors that you admire, like in their craft, absolutely killing it, they'll like be in interviews or they'll say stuff online and they're like, I still get insecure. I was like ashamed of this performance and you think that they did great. I think everyone, no matter what sector that they're in, no matter what industry that they're in, we just have a tendency to go through ups and downs, some more severe than others of your inner critic like coming out and that affecting your perception on your accomplishments and your successes. I think New Zealand and Australia, we don't really talk about our successes anyway. We've talked about imposter <laughs> syndrome quite a bit. I've been victim to it. Sim's been victim. Oh, have you been victim to it? 
I have absolutely been victim to it. I think it's very human. It's very human. It's very normal. I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. When we first started to do this podcast and when you first created, you know, Girls That Invest on Instagram, from where we were three years ago to now, it's amazing to see the influx of women creators and women in these spaces. Do you think that you've ever had reservations of entering the space solely based on your gender? Do I think I have ever had reservations of solely entering the space of my on my gender? I would say yes, but it wasn't just gender. It was like gender and age and ethnicity. And you grow up seeing like financial commentators or people that are financial educators looking a certain way, having a certain level of like professionalism to them. And I almost like, I really struggle, and Sonia's seen me do this, I really struggle to like put on like my work voice. I don't have a work voice. I have a like Simran at work is 80% Simran at home and like writing emails, circling back, like those kind of things I don't do well. And so I really was scared that, oh no, I'm going to come across really dumb because I don't participate in like certain levels of jargon that are reserved for like professional settings. And so I was actually quite worried about that because I'm like, People are going to talk about things like what's happened in the markets and this and that. And I know what's happened in the markets, but I don't find that to be like the kind of conversations I want to have over coffee. I want to talk about like the latest Love Island episode. I want to talk about the Kardashians. I want to talk about why Hailey Bieber and like, who's the other one? I actually keep forgetting. This is not a good example. Selena Gomez. Oh my God, no. I had a mind fart. Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez have like, this weird tension on TikTok and it's quite hard to put into words. And then I also care about the stock market and investing and technology and finding trends and like behavioral psychology and like financial behavioral impacts. So all of that to say, yes, I was very scared and I didn't feel like I was allowed to be in this place. But I think by starting your own brand, you're less susceptible to those biases because you're not waiting on someone to give you a promotion. You're not waiting on someone to see that you've got it. You're not waiting on someone to recognize your talents. You can just do them. Mm. So I experience less of that bias. Yeah. I have a question for you. Do you think, and this is maybe like going a bit too deep, but actually I'm not apologizing. Do you think there is some benefit for women in finance to be, like in this example, not being taken seriously or to have been like overlooked to the point where she was able to master it because no one was trusting her to do all the other things that she was like, oh, let me use this opportunity to like grow in options trading and do this really well and become really good in my field. Do you think like the negative experiences that we have that then make us work harder are beneficial? I think to a certain degree, when you reflect in hindsight and you take all of those things as learning, sure. I think as you're going through the process of feeling a little bit discriminated against or feeling like you're not taken as seriously because of your age, because of your gender, because of your ethnicity, it really hurts. And those aren't problems that I think that you need to go through to be more resilient. I think you can find resilience and challenges in the workplace that isn't based on discrimination. (laughs) And I think it's just unfortunate that you enter these spaces and as women and 
as brown women in some aspects I'm prepared for it like I have prepped here are my responses here are my like this is what I'll do if this happens because my mind naturally will go to worst case scenarios and like my brain tries to protect itself so I think I want to say that you know like life is you know filled with challenges that you have to go through I just don't think that gender discrimination any type of discrimination I don't think you need it in order to be more resilient or to teach you something and I don't think that you naturally take it as an advantage but you can change your perspective and mindset to take it as an advantage and that's to get through For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple, increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. You know, mm. I feel like that's almost like a safety mechanism or like not backing down. It's like a fight or flight, you know? Sometimes I'm just like, I want to remove myself from the situation completely because like, I don't even want to deal with it. Mm. If that makes you think that I'm weak or makes you think that I'm not resilient or makes you think that I'm X, Y, Z, that's your projection of what you think of me. And that doesn't mean that I need to think those things about myself. Uh, I, I completely agree. It just is so weird to me because on one hand, I feel like the level of like success we've had has almost come from us being like, oh, we are south asian woman in finance we almost have to like prove ourselves twice as hard or do even more to show that we have the level of knowledge that we have and we're fighting our own internal battles of like are we good enough to talk about this should we even be chatting about these things who are we to talk about it i wonder if because we've felt that way we've like worked even harder and pushed even more forward and if we didn't have those would girls at invest have grown to the way it was if we were like oh we are meant to be here we are good I think I applied that to a corporate context so fast. I didn't even think about us and our success and what we've done, which is we're working on it. (laughs) But you're right, because I I think our point of difference was that we were brown women in this space and we were being so unapologetic with being vulnerable, with sharing our learns, with taking, you know, like – hey, this type of learning and this type of like conversation about the stock market isn't working for me. Let's add some humor. Let's add some reality TV. Let's add like this spin that involves more people in the conversation. I don't actually (laughs) think that girls that invest, if it wasn't Sim and Sonia, I don't think it would have taken off. And that's just the honest truth of it. Oh, do you think we're like onto something here? Do you you think we're smart? (laughs) Three years in, I think we're onto something. It's so funny, but um, <laughs> it's just, I 
sometimes I get quite sad because I think about how many people like this money confessionist have gone through situations where you like start a new job and you honestly just have like no level of appreciation for what you do in terms of like what you're receiving. No one's appreciating it. No one thinks you've got it in you. And for some of us, like I think in our situation, in this person's situation, they've taken that with stride and gone, okay, well, I'm going to prove myself even more. Like there's more reason for me to get it right. There's more fire behind what I do. And it's helped me overcome these obstacles. It's almost like we're applying that quote of like, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But then I worry or wonder about, well, what about every other person that was kept out of the circle and took that as gospel or took that as, okay, I'm being ignored. They think I'm young. They think I'm a female. They think I'm not meant to be here. So I shouldn't be here. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think a lot of the responsibility is placed on people to react a certain way and not enough stress or conversation is focused on why do people still think that way and go out of the way to practice that in the workplace, in an environment. Because I think if you are in a psychologically safe environment, you are going to thrive, you're going to feel comfortable and giving feedback and all these good things. If you are made to feel like your opinion doesn't matter, like from you just already on the basis of your gender, on your ethnicity or what have you, like you already don't have the respect of someone that's not seeing that. That's not your responsibility to be like, you need to speak to me. I'm human. I'm qualified. I'm in this job. I was selected to do this job. Like I deserve to like say X, Y, Z. I deserve to have this type of opinion and this type of control over a project. I don't know how you meet that. I think people like to be like, oh, the world's just gone so PC and like we're all so politically correct nowadays. You're just mad that you're getting called out, bro, and that you can't think the way that you used to and say the things that you used to, you know? She's over it. I was going to say, I love that even though you live in Toronto, your like Kiwi flair comes out every now and again. Like you're just mad, bro. (laughs) You're just mad, bro, that like this is what's happening. Yeah. It speaks to it a lot and I think it comes down to the idea of, okay, we're here right now, this is our issue, we've spent all these years trying to tell people that what does not kill you makes you stronger, that adversity is good, that it's good to get your sea legs in the corporate space or in business and it makes you stronger. And I think even though we can say we're like examples of that working, I still don't think that's the right way for it to work and I still don't think that more pressure should cause diamonds to you know grow we should be absolutely changing the way that systems work and letting people do well just naturally i just also yeah like i don't want you to get it twisted i'm not saying that people should not go through challenges and people shouldn't have difficulties and problem solving and all of that in the workplace there are plenty of ways to do that that's like oh i accidentally timed this project wrong oh i accidentally you know like i made the right call on this project or like i made the wrong call of like fixing this solution in our system that's different to facing adversity based on gender sex race within the workplace those are challenges that we can get rid of that you don't need to go through to build resilience nor should you tolerate it so i feel like that's probably a good place to wrap it up for the confessionists that came through we are so proud of you we think it is absolutely amazing that you have achieved what you've done and 
it was a really great chance for us to like dive deeper into those topics so thank you for sharing this now if you have a money confession that you want to share please send us an email send us a dm if you've got any advice you want message us at hello at girlsatvest.com and you may just be featured in next week's episode until next week sonia till next week sim bye bye and as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.